everybody and welcome to another episode of words images and worlds we have lots of comics folks that come on the podcast but i'm always excited to link out to people that work uh exclusively or mostly exclusively in words as well always excited to link out to novelists uh as well as graphic novelists and people that uh write with central characters that are youthful in some ways and so very excited here for episode this will be episode 22 to welcome nisha sharma welcome nisha oh thanks for having me Uh, my pleasure my pleasure i'm a member on netgalley uh this little backdoor site that i discovered years ago where you can read books for free and write about them and talk with authors. And I'm a fan of all of those things. And so I discovered the karma map and immediately wanted to reach out to you once I downloaded it and read through it. So um, appreciate that work. We'll, we'll talk about that. And before we do that, being an educator, I typically like to start by saying, please tell us your author origin story. I, I spend my days trying to connect people with reading and writing uh, so please tell us what that journey was like for you. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I started writing when I was very, very young. Um, I used to like write on construction paper and then have like my mom tie them together with yarn to like mimic books. Um, I remember um, when I was a kid, I used to read the Nancy Drew and Hardy Boy Super Mysteries. And so um, there were a couple different series where Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys would basically like solve mysteries together. But in the 90s, they relaunched this um, like super mystery series. And there was so much romantic tension between Frank Hardy and Nancy Drew. And I was obsessed with it. So I started to write like fan fiction with both of them together. And that was really what kind of sparked my love for um, creating stories of my own. But um, when I write romance, and I'm primarily a romance writer across young adult and adult um, genres. And um, I found I walked into the adult romance section or the adult fiction section of my local library the summer after seventh grade. And uh, I was looking for something new because I had pretty much read through all the Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boy books. i was well into my fan fiction era. Um, I had gone through the Babysitter's Club, the Boxcar Children, like all of the long series. And um, I wanted something that was different. And I found my first adult romance, like the summer after seventh grade. So I was very young. And when I read it, I was like this, like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so that was kind of like the, the moment that I knew I wanted to be a writer for for my career. And it took me a while to get there because, uh, you know, the obligation of making sure that, you know, um, as, as the uh, daughter of immigrant parents, one of the things that I always talk about is how um, you're the proof of your parents' success. And so, um, you know, there is a little bit of like an inherent, like under, it's an understanding that you have to think about like career and the impact that it'll make on a broader group of people, not just yourself. And so um, I went to law school and I graduated and I started working in corporate right away and I hated it. So then I went back to school part-time 
And I got my MFA. And that is when I wrote uh, my first young adult book that ended up being published, my so-called Bollywood life in that program. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I continued to work um, in corporate until October of last year. And so that that was like five books after publishing five books. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love the title, My So-Called Bollywood Life, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the, there's you. just so much there. Um, yeah. And uh, love that journey to to getting to do what was inside of you that you were always inspired to do. Also love the idea of, of bookmaking as a child and fan yeah. fiction. Fan yep. fiction. Yep. <laughs> um, so I... I'm not typically a romance reader. Uh, I, I'm good with it. You know, I'm good with romance being part of the story. Um, nothing against romance, but there was something about the karma map that just grabbed me uh, immediately. And one of the things I love is that you do start with a map. I always appreciate that. I think there's like a Tolkien reader in me that's like, oh, it's a map. I'm going to go <laughs> somewhere in this book. Um, so how would you talk about uh, it came out about a month ago now, the the karma map. What would you share sure. with readers about that? So the karma map is, I think, one of the most personal books that I wrote because I, um, I wrote it uh, while my grandmother was dying. And so she died like probably two, two months after I finished it. Like, so, um, so she was, she was ill the entire time I was writing this book. And, um, uh, and she is like my, like the, the, the start of my family legacy in the U S. Um, so, um, uh, her and my grandfather had basically sold everything that they had in India. My grandfather bought a train ticket. He worked his way through the middle East through Europe, eventually landed in London, saved enough money, came to the U S he was, in like uh like shelters until like a family friend's friend found him and like gave him a couch to stay on until he got a job and then he found a job that he worked at until the day he retired <laughs> so um and so um like him and my grandmother they had both sacrificed so much and so like I, th the idea of writing characters that went back to India to understand where their family legacy originated was something that was like constantly going through my head while I was thinking about this woman who is the last living representative of like my origin story was really impactful. Um, the story is about a... Um, <laughs> She is a mean girl or a self-prescribed mean girl who has basically created this persona in order to hide the secrets that she's essentially ashamed of, of her, in her family. And um, she realizes that if she doesn't change, she's going to forever lose like whatever goodness that people have ever believed in her and what she thought she had in herself. And so um, she uh, ends up kind of blowing up her entire like uh, public uh, persona and she alienates herself, you know, or alienates her friends. She um, uh, uh, essentially like breaks up with her best friend and um, she decides that she's going to go on this religious pilgrimage tour 
in a country that she refused to go back to because she was forced to go on these religious tours as a child. Um, but she knows that no one will find her there. And that's what she wants to do right now. She wants to disappear. Um, but of course, like we all know, our past will continue to haunt us until we're um, brave enough to face it. And so she kind of goes through this like journey of kind of uh, understanding her past, understanding her relationship with religion, her relationship with her family. And she finds someone who's on a very similar journey, but for very different reasons. Um, Silas is a golden retriever character. He's always happy. He comes from a loving, stable family that is very non-traditional. I'm putting that in quotes. Um, uh, but um, he uh, is just looking for um, more context of where his family, you know, their love story started. And so um, together they kind of, you know, approach, they get the answers that they're looking for, but in different ways. Uh, and I mean, there's so much that, that weaves into the story and I appreciate that about it. I I also appreciate at the beginning, you know, you, you pretty well openly disclose that it's more of a personal book for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I think one of the one of the sales for me was immediately reading the um, note, the prologue at the beginning where you talk about your personal journey a little bit. Um, was it difficult to to get to that place or anything that you'd like to share about how you went through the process of weaving your experiences in? Yeah, I mean, like I I was very fortunate. My family has always been very loving and supportive and incredible. So I didn't have the same complicated relationship with my parents that um, Tara had in the book. Um, but I did have a similar complicated relationship with religion because I felt like the people around me that I loved and I appreciated it and I respected would always default to religion as the source for answers versus like actually thinking about deconstructing, you know, some of the trauma that's like passed down through generations, like with the partition, with like, um, with the nationalism that's happening in India right now with colonialism, like none of that is something that they're willing to address. They'll default to religion. And so I think I like really struggle with that. And I struggle with my own relationship with religion over the years. And so that is really what I was kind of trying to understand while I was writing this story between the two characters. And that idea of partition I've used, um, or the, the event, um, I've used the night diary in classes mm -hmm. before. And so I, I'm amazed. I didn't learn about partition when I was in school. And I have so many students that say, oh, I'd never heard about this. Like they've heard of Gandhi. They've heard of, you know, these sort of events around. Um, so I also appreciate there's a historical and cultural nature of the work that comes through where, um, you can share about things that don't necessarily get the attention that they deserve. So mm -hmm. yet another layer, it's a very layered story. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thinking about younger readers, but also thinking about older readers who might be listening because I intend this for educators, uh, educators who need to read some good things. <laughs> I, I try to read something good and relaxing before I go to bed every night. It's my secret to getting to sleep at night. 
Um, so any any themes, messages, ideas that you would share, um, and, and you could talk about both of those audiences if you want, both the, the young adult um, slash middle grades books, because I, I would suggest that there are probably middle grades readers who enjoy those too, as well as the adult slash young adults who enjoy the adult fiction. Um, I think with the karma map, a lot of it has to do with like understanding that all of the answers like may not come to you right away. And like, sometimes you truly have to go on a journey before you kind of realize what that answer is. And sometimes that journey will lead you to a place where you may not like the answer, but um, you actually have to go through the process of, you know, experiencing a lot of, you know, the like the feelings and the big moments before you kind of get to that place. Um, I think the other thing that I like to talk about in my books a lot is so so one of the things that, you know, actually me and a lot of South Asian authors, we like we have we often have long conversations, long winding conversations about is. Um, the nuance. So South Asian representation in fiction is often um, depicted in stereotypical ways, because that is kind of the way that we've been boxed in by people who have been writing our stories for us. And then those, those depictions are often trauma narratives. Um, and so we as South Asian authors kind of reclaiming our own stories and writing radical joy, writing experiences that are bringing joy. Um, we want to talk about the nuance in the, the, the South Asian like uh, stereotypes, the, the way that South Asians can um, have these really um, like a kaleidoscope of uh, experiences that may not be the the traditional model that has been set out for us. So that's what I like to have in my books, like very complicated characters that, or complicated feelings even, that may not be your, um, like your default South Asian narrative. Um, and I think the the last thing I, I, I just really think is so important for, um, for all of my books is that everyone deserves love. So, um, that is like the last piece that, um, I think specifically with the karma map with someone who feels like she's undeserving of a lot of the, you know, like of the good that is, ha that happens to her, like, um, that everyone is deserving of love and, you know, appreciation and affection. Wonderful themes. And, uh, I appreciate the work that you're doing in sharing voices that are authentic, sharing your authentic voice. And, and it's cool to hear that there's a community there. It sounds like a, a potential anthology idea called <laughs> Radical Joy, maybe. I'm just thinking about something that I saw, um, Kwame Mbalia's Black Boy Joy, and just, uh, yeah, thinking. Yeah, no, it's... Um, and I love Kwame's work. Um, and but like, I think a lot of marginalized authors have like very similar feelings about kind of making sure that we share joy that has not been kind of, you know, written out for us or or we've had the opportunity to share. Yeah. And uh, sending the book love for that. And as somebody that wants to learn and grow and uh, get to hear nuances of narrative and all the pieces I, I appreciate that um, as an English teacher I can only say so much but I can always point <laughs> to books that uh, where people can share experiences as well um, so 
last question and then you you could take the time to to play the John Mayer game and say what you need to say if there's anything else that you'd like to share that we've not covered um I always like to give people I, I like to give authors the opportunity to share web spaces uh the best way to buy the karma map um uh upcoming works all of those sort of upcoming pieces sure um uh, you can find me online. I'm usually on TikTok and Instagram the most. Also, sometimes on Twitter um, at Nisha Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S, or on my website at Nisha-Sharma.com. And then I also have a newsletter on Substack. So that's NishaWrites.substack.com. And usually, um, lately, I've been doing like more essays and introspective pieces on Substack. So um, if you're interested in some of my thoughts about things that are happening um, in my life or in general, um, that's where you can find that. All right. Did, did we miss anything in the list of questions that you were thinking? I want to make sure I say that. Um, I don't think so. Um, I think uh, the probably I guess the the one thing that um, I like to share with people is that the karma map is uh, like the characters um, or the heroine in the karma map um, actually was introduced in my first young adult book. And um, she was depicted in a very two dimensional way in my first book. Um, she was like very specifically the mean girl in book one um there people hated her and they also hated the way she was written as like someone who was so mean um but in the second young adult book she uh is the ex-girlfriend of the hero and you find out a little bit more of who she is as a person. So um, I feel like the karma map is the end of a beautiful journey that, um, you know, I'd been working on since uh, I published my first book in 2018. So um, uh, it's, I think it's probably one of the more special books that I've written. Love that journey of the character too. Love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I will not keep you, but thanks for stopping by the uh, Zoom space, the podcast today. Thank and, you. Uh, thanks yeah, for having absolutely. Me. My pleasure. Glad to share about your work. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs>